Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 13th, the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. <clears throat> it's me, myself, and I, except for I've got Kurt Crosby with me. How does that work? Me, myself, and I, and Kurt. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. Kurt was with me yesterday as well, and we talked about 120-plus American generals. U.S. may not survive Joe Biden's attack on the Constitution. Now, let me get this straight. If he's got an attack on the Constitution, I ask you 120 generals. Somebody needs to get to Congress and have Congress impeach the president. He's supposed to uphold the Constitution and protect Americans from enemies foreign and domestic, not attack the Constitution. And if he's sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution, if he's literally attacking the Constitution, so much so that the U.S. may not even survive Biden's attack, at some point we need to impeach the president. When does it start, I would ask? And the answer is the Republicans seem way too timid so far. President Trump's very own social media platform is now live. There's two websites. 45office.com is the first one. DonaldJTrump.com slash Listen, desk. If you want to go to the President Trump's desk and keep an eye on what he's doing, think about it. DonaldJTrump.com slash desk is where you go. Uh, we talked about that in detail, quoted from some headlines uh, of what Trump is now uh, equivalent of tweeting. The mainstream press mocks him as if he doesn't have a social media site or intentions happening. They're wrong on so many counts. It's not even funny. We highlighted those uh, yesterday for almost two hours. We talked about powered by nucleus. How much do you know about campaign nucleus? That's what backs or powers Donald Trump's website, at least one of them. I ask you what is an RSS feed. Is RSS really dead? Should I care about RSS in 2021? The future of podcasting, by the way, is DRSS or dynamic. Really simple syndication. Is RSS the tech cat with nine lives? We explain why it's on the rise again. Emergency, emergency declared over. Colonial gas cyber attack. Biden's policies have created shortages is the upshot of that reality. State of emergency declared in Virginia over the colonial gas pipeline. Gas prices rise. It was a cyber attack. It was a ransomware attack on the pipeline. We also talked about 12-plus Iranian gunboats. Swarm six U.S. warships. Dozens of warning shots fired. Dailywire.com. The world's heating up domestically and with regards to foreign affairs. Utah high school basketball star develops three blood clots in his brain after taking the Co-Covax. Beware. Disney, quote, the wokest place on earth, now pushes critical race theory lies on its employees. 
and the government is spying on you, ladies and gentlemen. The FBI abuses FISA warrants to put Americans under surveillance, even though it's only supposed to apply to foreign agents. Senator Rand Paul says the federal government thinks they can search your personal data from your phone and online services if they pay for it. Very interesting. Even the United States Post Office is now tracking what you post, ladies and gentlemen, so be very aware. Joe Biden is starting to weaponize institutions of government against the American citizens, ladies and gentlemen. This is where, you know what, we need to impeach the president immediately and arrest the president. If he's really weaponizing unconstitutional agencies or institutions against we the people, uh, if he's really uh, destroying the Constitution as these generals state, we need to start to take action quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Or you might end up with a coup in America. Joe Biden, not following the United States Constitution, but he is following the UN, United Nations Agenda. It's called the 2030 Climate Plan. And he wants to reduce meat consumption in America by 90%. It's hard to know how to even respond to this kind of stuff, right? I get it. But that's the recap of yesterday's news, nevertheless. Still available online, on demand, if you will at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. News the network refused to use today starts now. Kirk Cosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You are very welcome, sir. First story of the day, Tim Tebow is back in the NFL, signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And... um I guess people are upset that it's Tim, not Colin Kiepernick. And uh, they say Kiepernick trending on Twitter after it all. And uh, what, the riots over the fact that it's not Kiepernick, but it's Tim Tebow uh, begin. Um, Sadly, uh, this just, well, we'll get to that in a second. What do you think of that, Kurt? Well, I think, in my opinion, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Um, Tim Tebow, in my opinion, is just a great role model, great guy. Now, the only problem he's got, Sam, I mean, well, he's got a couple, I guess you could say, in this world we live in today. He's not a black guy, um, so then he's a white guy, so that means automatically he's got, you know, some uh, stuff against him. And then he's a, well, Christian guy, a homeschooled kid, uh, Heisman Trophy. Well, wait, let's see. Is that supposed to be good for you? Uh, you know, I mean, he's got a few things. Uh, well, it all depends on what circles him. you run in, if that's That's good. right. Good point. Um, in my circle, yeah. by the way, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's right. This guy is, uh, you know, a great role model for kids and that kind of thing. I mean, he's even got a wife. I don't know about any children as far as that goes, but I know that he's got a wife and, you know, and a good Christian man. And uh, one of those guys who's, I mean, he's faced uh, adversity, uh, continues to come back, uh, you know. I mean, he tried out with the baseball guys. I mean, it's pretty impressive what he's done and now he's back and uh i think he'll do some amazing stuff there with the amen former, i'll tell you what i think coach. is super telling though kurt their uh-huh. headline says colin Kiepernick is trending on twitter after the uh, report came out so why would Kiepernick 
trend on Twitter when Tebow is the one that got signed? And the answer is because we're starting to realize who controls those platforms. Okay, People don't like Tim. They don't like Christians. They don't like one man marrying one woman. They don't like his morality. They don't like what he stands for, and therefore he gets slaughtered, whereas Keepernick gets promoted. And this brings up a very interesting <laughs> discussion that I want to have next hour about race and about all kinds of things, morality, Christians, etc. cetera. Uh, but why would Keepernick trend when Tebow gets the contract? It doesn't make any sense at all until you understand the agenda. Their agenda is to trash him and promote Colin. That's their goal. And this manipulation proves it, okay? Uh, you would think there'd be silence, okay? If Keepernick got something, you know, for the most part, the conservatives would be like, oh, that's too bad. We, we, we don't think that guy represents what we, whatever. But we wouldn't be um, trending Tim, would we? Okay, if Keepernick got a contract, would we be trending Tim on Twitter, Kurt? See, but Doesn't Tim gets the contract sense, and they trend Keepernick, right? Well, it makes sense if point. you understand the agenda which is to destroy right. everything good and promote everything evil and to create controversy and division everywhere. Then it makes complete mm -hmm. sense. Otherwise, you're correct. Great point. I mean, it's just, it's insane. I don't understand how Tim Tebow getting a contract and getting back into the NFL, I don't understand what it has to do with Keepernick at all. Kurt, do you? Well, no, but um, see, I mean, as far as I know is... Uh, well, uh, anyway, the K-man, uh, Kaepernick, Kaepernick, whatever his name is, uh, I think he even has white parents, uh, Sam. And so it's just kind of confusing to me. It's like Obama, you know, he's always black, and yet he was half white, right? You know, so I don't get That's that. That's the way I understand you know it. I mean? And I'm okay yeah. with him being black or white or half white, half black. That isn't Pink, the point. The purple, point is, why do we whatever. have this agenda? Right. Why, if you're half white and half black, are you black? Good point. Well, Sam, because just look at him. Oh, is that a racist statement? Just look at him, Sam, and you'll know that he's black. How dumb are you? Well, yeah, I don't really get that. Are we talking about ethnicity? Are we talking about DNA? Are we just talking about the color of your skin? Like, let me ask that's, you a question. That's where is you a darker have one skin, up on us. Is a darker skinned black person more black than a lighter skinned black person, Kurt? <laughs> that's a and great what if the, question. And what if the lighter black person has more African American genetics mm -hmm. yeah then the blacker or the darker color i don't know how to describe it I, uh, you know how does that all work and see the point is that i don't know how it all works and i don't care how it all works and i'll tell you why both of those black people whether they're half black or whether they call them mulattoes or whether they call them, you know whatever to me they should be treated with respect as a son and son and or daughter of god almighty and we should be kind to that person and hope they're a good person too uh, regardless is that crazy? I don't understand it. Well, what we need to do is Congress needs to handle this and uh, force the Jacksonville Jaguars to, you know, I mean, not hire. I think they ought to force them to I fire mean, Tim and hire K. I mean, that's the only thing that would be right in this situation, right, Sam? You could do that, or you could just shut Go down the Nancy. whole group for being racist. Just shut down the whole dang Jaguar team, Kurt. Just racist. Shut them all down. How dare they even consider hiring Tim? Forget the merits of the man. Hang tight. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby, Brian Ruff joins the mix. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. Welcome to be with you and Kirk. Hey, man, we're talking about the fact that Tim Tebow inks a contract, uh, and he gets the contract. Um, he's back in the NFL. He signed a contract with the Jaguars, um, Jacksonville Jaguars. And I guess um, now they say that Colin Kiepernick is trending. And everybody's mad because um, it's Tim Tebow that got it, not Colin Kiepernick. And I find that interesting because, I mean, it would be like this kind of a thing. Kirk Crosby gets signed uh, with a big news agency to report the news. And then, um, oh, I don't know, maybe Jesse Lee Peterson is starting to trend. What? I don't get it. What does Kaepernick have to do with Tim Tebow? And the answer is that the mainstream press is so manipulated. <clears throat> the news organizations in bed with Twitter and Facebook and is so manipulated now to where Tim gets a contract and Kaepernick trends. I mean, it is insanity. Do you want to respond yeah. to that real quick, Brian? Well, I, I think they push their agenda. I mean, the, <clears throat> the wrong, you know, the evil side basically isn't going to allow um, Tebow to get any real, you know, good press i mean they're gonna push the agenda for kaepernick i mean yeah why not that's their guy right so they're gonna it's kind of like it's kind of like uh trump and biden you know we we felt like trump was was moving in the right direction doing good all these good things but who got all the press and all the you know it seemed like harris and biden biden were the ones getting all the 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 press and they were tearing down trump so i kind of like that i guess all right 
There you have it. Any final thoughts on this one, Kurt? I just found that interesting as all get out. Not only interesting, uh, we're happy for Tim. Uh, we think he'll do great things. We think Tim's great. I don't understand what it has to do with the K-Man, as Kurt put it. And I also don't see why he'd be trending on Twitter. But again, the backlash of anything good uh, is the problem. And ladies and gentlemen, you've got to start to jettison these media circles that when somebody wins a contract, instead of being happy for Tim Tebow, you would think that all people left, right, agree with them, disagree with them. You'd be like, oh, you know what? He's worked with that for a long time. Good for him. Wow. Congratulations. That's wonderful. You would think you'd be happy for a guy like that. Uh, but no, uh, we got to have Kipernick trend. Uh, to them, it's a matter of, uh, you know, we can't have the wrong role models. And that's what we would say as well. But the divide is just so obvious. Uh, and the agenda is just, what do you, any final word, Kurt? Well, I think you've got it covered, Sam. Uh, but uh, in today's world, Tim Tebow is, you know, and everything he stands for, Christianity, uh, you know, a husband-wife relationship, uh, homeschooling, uh, trying hard. Uh, hard work, yeah. But he's a white guy. Uh, I mean, all of that just pretty much puts him bottom of the rung, you know. And if yeah, you what is that? What do they call it? Buffoon it, status, you, Kurt? Well, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's a problem, you know. <laughs> He'll probably and, be a dad uh, before you know it and even make it worse. Oh, good point, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all I can tell you is this. What do they call that? Persona non grata? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's right. Snapping. Anyway, that's, that's, uh, anyway, all right, we need a gold and silver update from my buddy Brian. Brian? <clears throat> all right, uh, gold is sitting at uh, $1,817.50. One thousand eight hundred and what? Seventeen fifty. Eighteen seventeen fifty. Correct. All right. Up twenty. That's bucks. up a little bit, right? Yeah, twenty dollar jump. And silver? Uh, twenty six ninety eight. Wake of that, Kurt. Well, I think uh, it ought to be about I don't know a hundred bucks, uh, but you know the fixers of keep it should be how much right there. I I think it ought to be a hundred bucks at least based on uh, paper money. You know, I think it should be one dollar to one dollar. Well, about. yeah, that's right. Good point. If we had those, <laughs> but you're right. From the trade yeah. realities of today, you're pointing out what it what it would probably be, and it would probably even be higher than that, wouldn't it, Brian? I think it would be. That you know that silver eagle dollar's pushing forty bucks. There you go. That All right, got to get to the rhodium. Uh, rhodium's twenty seven thousand, so it's it hit that twenty eight five or whatever. Way down twenty seven. Yeah, garage of, of rhodium going broke, man. <laughs> That's right. It's still pretty high. Twenty seven thousand dollars an ounce. It's off its high. It's going down. I'll have to get one of them PPP loans, you know, from the government. Yeah, back yeah, because Kurt's right. getting low. Rough. <laughs> yes, sir. In fact, you were going to help me with money, except for your your investments didn't yeah. work out as well as you had hoped. So you have to hold off till till rhodium right. gets to be fifty bucks. Yeah. Well, I'd, and I'd when, say that 50, liquid 000. that liquid gold oh, he has 000. is probably pretty valuable. Good point. Yeah, and even if rhodium does hit fifty thousand, then what Kurt will say is, but it's about to go to seventy five. It's going Sam. to seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a hundred thousand. Then we, yeah. I mean, we could buy a Western America. Then you know. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, it is just literally insane, people. Yep. What's going? The headline on? from CNBC says silver is up over seventy percent in a year. 
Here's why experts say it could have further to go. So what say you, Sir Brian? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, well, like I've told my you know clientele and stuff, it's it's peace of mind, in my opinion. It's, it's real money that has real value, <clears throat> you know, in our hot potato dollar that's uh, more like a hand grenade or hand, hand grenade uh, <laughs> type thing. I mean, it's, you know, because of the, well, I mean, I mean, you look at basically the basic mathematical result in, in this, uh, of the debt-based VM uh, currency, you got these food food riots will happen. You've got you know surging prices in fuel and lumber and all this you know stuff going on. And uh, you know, I mean, you better have some kind of metal to offset the, the this this game that's going on. Otherwise, you're going to be caught up in that hundred, two hundred percent inflation rates. And and uh, what do you do then at that point? You pull your fiat currency out of the bank, or you try to get to it, or you, I mean, who knows, right? Well, I don't know why you should be worried about it. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, heard, I heard one commercial talking about uh, that 20% of the dollars that, you know, Federal Reserve notes that have ever been created were done last year or this year. I don't know, you know, right in, within the year. And I'm thinking, uh, they, they asked a simple question. Do you think that means that the value of that dollar might drop a little bit? Mm, no, come on now. I mean, uh, and yet uh, there's sure a lot of talk about inflation and stuff. But I'll tell you what, don't worry about it because maybe they'll do a new batch of $1,400 stimulus checks, you know. And, uh, <laughs> right. you know, that'll make things better, you know. But they do uh, right. in the in the CNBC piece with that. Hold on, it only makes uh, things better if you get one of them, Kurt. Come yeah, on. That's right. and Otherwise, you, you you're doom and gloom. You can use it to pay for your $3.50 gas that used to be $2 or whatever. Uh, the headline. Hey, hold on a minute. Stop. On the southern uh, eastern portion of the United States, some people are paying over $10 a gallon, Kurt. Did you know that? Well, the scene, that's why you need more of those $1,400 stimulus checks. I mean, well, you know, got to get them out there. That, you know. Doesn't that turn us into major shoppers? No one, no, we're no longer major workers. We're major right. shoppers. Well, you don't need the money to work. To yeah, you yeah, get okay. a check oh, from the okay. government. I mean, you're a yeah. required guy to be shopping. You got to get on that Amazon and you know order yeah. up. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, <laughs> in fact, I think the government ought to force old. What's that dude's name that runs Amazon? What's that guy's name? Bezos. Again? Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Get that guy to just give everybody a free Prime account. Everybody just have the That's government right. pay I, the Prime bill. That's right. I call him JB. You know, but anyway, Jeffrey silver's Jesus. up. Yeah. Silver's up. They say over seventy percent in a year. And uh, then here's some subheadlines from that CNBC piece. It's often overlooked in favor of its lustrous cousin gold. So, did you know silver and gold are cousins? Uh, but they say the price <laughs> of silver uh, says leading commodity strategists say say the rally is likely to continue as the global economy reopens. You know, no point, no mention of, well, if they keep printing all that paper money, you know, that thing's got to go up. But anyway, then it says uh, gold prices have risen 6.4% a year. So... Silver at 74% rise versus 6.4 for gold. I think one of them's gone up more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to know what the poll is with the, all our 
these politicians and all these people that <clears throat> enforce the rules and stuff, how much metal do they have? Or are they just sitting on a pile of greenbacks? Ooh, they're sitting on a pile, but I don't know. If it's Who are we talking about now? Well, I mean, our elites, aren't they? Do they? They probably don't have any gold and silver. Oh no! I, oh, they got I, plenty I, of gold bet, and silver, buddy. That's right. They, I bet they got a lot. They don't. Have, how many greenbacks do they got? See, that's that's the you know. But yet, what they want us to have the greenbacks. Well, they just Good print point. the greenbacks, so they got plenty of those too. They just have gold in addition. Hang tight, Brian oh, Russ, Russ Quinn and Gift in seconds on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden reversed his original plan of halting construction of the border wall started by President Trump and hastily stopped under his executive order. Biden now plans to resume 13.4 miles of wall construction in the Rio Grande Valley. The Concho County Sheriff's Department in Texas is mourning the loss of two fellow deputies who were killed in a shootout Monday night. Deputy Samuel Leonard and Sergeant Stephen Jones were responding to a dog complaint. According to officials, 28-year-old Jeffrey Nichols fatally shot the two after a car chase and the suspect barricaded himself in Eden, Texas. That's in the very center of the state. Nichols was arrested and charged with two counts of capital murder and is being held on $4 million bond. CEO Elon Musk announced on Twitter Wednesday consumers can no longer buy Tesla vehicles with Bitcoin. Musk cited the environmental concerns associated with Bitcoin. Musk says the cryptocurrency has a massive carbon footprint. USA Radio News. Is a new war with China coming? It's never been this bad, and even Henry Kissinger is warning Americans. Trade, freedom, technology, and war threats against Taiwan. China is a real threat. All this week on Newsmax TV, Grant Stinchfield looks at the real danger of the Red Dragon and why Americans must be alarmed. Stinchfield shows how Trump's policies with China worked and why Biden's are failing. So tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern to see Stinchfield's series, The Dangerous Dragon. Stinchfield tells you the real truth on Newsmax, America's fourth highest rated cable news network on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system, tell them you want it. Or get Newsmax free on your smart TV. Or tune in on Roku, Amazon Fire, Pluto, Zumo, and YouTube. And millions have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphone. You can too. America is tuning into Newsmax because it's real news for real people. Authorities in Florida arrested and charged a 14-year-old boy with murder a day after the disappearance and death of a 13-year-old girl. The parents of Tristan Bailey, a student and cheerleader at Patriot Oaks Academy in St. John's, Florida, reported their daughter missing Sunday morning after she failed to return home the night before. This was not the outcome the St. John's County Sheriff's Office wanted or this community. Um, This was an exhausting search by the neighborhood, by the St. John's County Sheriff's Office. Uh, We have located a body that is preliminarily identified as Tristan Bailey. This is a grieving community, and we're going to respect that grieving community. And I ask you that you put this out there and you help us stand behind this community and let them grieve together. St. John's County Sheriff Rob Hardwick announced that Bailey's body had been found in a wooded area stabbed several times. The unnamed 14-year-old will be charged with second-degree murder. St. John's is about 23 miles south of Jacksonville, Florida. China may soon become the third country to safely touch down on the surface of Mars. On Friday, the China National Space Administration will attempt to land its rover Zurong on the Red Planet. USA Radio News.
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Sam Bushman, Brian Rust, RustQuinnagift.com, and Kirk Crosby all in the roundtable today talking about how crazy the markets are in society. Gas, 10 bucks a gallon in some places in the southeast, ladies and gentlemen. What's interesting to me about that is it's 10 fake dollars per gallon. Um, but yet you could use what? <clears throat> Let me get this right. One quarter of a silver dollar to pay the same thing about, Brian? Yeah. There you go. What's up with that, Kurt? <laughs> well, it's just uh, showing you where we are, uh, Sam, and what honest money, uh, the gold and silver coinage of the Constitution, uh, what it can buy. It's It maintains its value even when, uh, you know, you have what – what uh, I, I asked this simple question when I was looking online. It says, who sets the prices of these precious metals? Uh, this guy named Jerry White writes, uh, what are the London gold and silver fixings? You know, when they use the term fix, you know, like the fix is in, I don't understand why people don't get it when it comes to gold and silver, you know, but uh, somehow they fix it you know, just fine there. But they say, don't worry, you know, because this, this isn't a conspiracy. Uh, it's actually auction markets. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to take a stab, Brian, at exactly how they, you know, figure this out and tell you what price you're supposed to look at? And and really, is, is the true price, you know, when that headline reads uh, that silver's up 70%, in a year, and and they're saying that that's because it was fifteen fifty an ounce, and now it's twenty seven an ounce, and yet the real silver dollar, you know, uh, the silver eagle from the U.S. Mint is almost forty dollars. So what what is the real? I mean, do you have the number of what the silver eagle was a year ago, and then what it is now? And does that really work out to seventy four, or does that mean like it's a hundred percent or or more? You know, it's just kind of confusing well, to me. You know. Well, I think I think what is dry. You know, you you figure based on you know the numbers of physical metal and so on. It 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 has that marketplace is driven by supply demand. Uh, if you have X amount of mintage and, and availability, that's you know that's also driving the factors. Um, you know, you know those that are sitting on perhaps the market makers in silver dollars, the old silver dollars, they would determine okay that this price rate right here, my cost, my sale, uh, just just free enterprise basically is running that. I mean the the manipulation as we see in the in the exchange is is basically on paper, so they can kind of create any any given scenario that they want to accomplish. You know, I can, you, you look back basically, if you were to, I mean, one way to look at this would say, okay, let's look at a $20 gold piece. Okay, here's a $20 gold piece. We used to use it. We used to spend it in our country and so on. Well, what's that $20 gold piece going to buy you today? And so so at that point, if it's $2,000, uh, then that $20 gold piece is going to buy you a lot of gas. How much? How much is that $20 bill really going to get you in, in fuel see so you can really kind of get a gauge on you know and you break that down through through silver dollars through dimes quarters halves through all that material and then then on the collector base side you have a, a coin that has low mintage you know we we uh we sold a silver dollar 1804 silver dollar to a prominent individual in this state for 1.87 million so 
that silver dollar because of low mintage, you know, twelve pieces basically that were were given to other governments and so on, and 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 then just that low mintage, that has a value based on you know, there again demand or whatever. If there's only a few of them and there's people that would like to uh, put those into that portfolio, that client basically we sold it for one point eight seven. He could have doubled his money a year later. So you kind of say, well, the rich get richer. Yeah, maybe, but, but the supply and demand, I mean, that demand or, or, or may perhaps there wasn't a demand, he'd, he'd lose money. But what I'm saying is, is the market drives itself. <clears throat> well, there you go. And uh, just so you know, according to this guy at, um, you know, he says gold is fixed twice daily, starting at 10 30 AM and 3 PM London time by the five members of the London gold market fixing. Uh, they act as brokers for their customers. Silver's fixed daily at noon by the three members of the London Silver Market Fixing. Um, do we really need those guys to fix prices? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't hold we on? Just it depends need... on your goal, Kurt. That's right. Or your goal. if you want like the free market to take control, and you want right. the real uh, natural interplay between supply and demand, and the, the natural ebb and flow of the free markets, then of course not. However, if you want to control and manipulate and you want to make money and scheme on futures and play games of delivery and play games with reality and you want to basically, in my opinion, uh, poison the system uh, with fractionalized reality, so you fractionalize in banking with fake dollars, meaning you lend more money than you really have, so if you have you know, 10%, you can lend out nine times or whatever what you really have kind of a thing. Or if you're playing in futures, it's the same kind of uh, funny business where you simply play games with futures more than you really have for delivery. But don't worry because you won't have to deliver most of it. Um, then with that fractionalized dishonest reality that you want to scheme and make money and create kind of a Ponzi scheme scenario and stuff like that, then you've got to do that, buddy, or the whole thing will crumble and crash, Brian. It's spoofing, isn't it? <laughs> that's what they yes, called it, isn't it? And now, that's correct, now, even in the this, mainstream this, news. This might kind of go with it. At the bottom of the hour, they mentioned that uh, Tesla is going to uh, hold off and not be accepting Bitcoin anymore for their cars because they say uh, Bitcoin is so evil to the, uh, what is it, uh, you know, I mean, it ruins the environment. It's got this bad carbon footprint you know and uh, of course tesla cars don't have that i mean you know because they're they're they don't have what i mean uh, well they wouldn't have a carbon footprint because you know they're just they're electricity and it just comes that's out a plug by the wall sam <laughs> i mean right. you don't even have to use anything you just plug it in nothing there well, was mean, it a flintstone car like, the flintstone yeah. they just ran they use their own body feet the feet pushing <laughs> on the ground so they yeah, yeah. Kind of that kind of thing. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, so Tesla, the headline reads, uh, Tesla will no longer accept Bitcoin as payment, says Elon Musk. Uh, they're going to stop doing that because, uh, hey, they just, it's its evil. I mean, they've got a terrible <laughs> carbon footprint. Uh, and, uh, by the way, uh, you know, um, you know, they say as much as $365 billion wiped off the cryptocurrency market after Tesla stops uh, car deals. So I don't know that that's going to affect any of the markets. I mean, it's only crypto. Don't tip your toe in the crypto, as Sam would say. <laughs>
I won't be doing that anytime soon, sir, because I believe it's a big old scandal. And I know right now you can make a lot of money. But, ladies and gentlemen, what you forget, and I really think this is where Brian Rust and his knowledge comes to, to really have value here. You know, whatever goes up can and will go down. And so I know people are like, hey, if you would have got into the crypto in 2013 when it really whatever, and or if you would have done this and whatever, <clears throat> man, you would have 120 plus percent profit. You'd be a millionaire by now. I understand all that. I also understand, though, that you don't know when to get in and you don't know when to get out. It's all pure speculation and you can get lucky. <clears throat> but you can also lose tremendous wealth as fast as or faster than you even gained it. Brian, that's really a principle people don't understand about fake money of any kind. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. One, one point I wanted to bring up, you know, we talked about, okay, the manipulation and the spoofing and all this stuff that goes on. Isn't that what we started out talking about with uh, Tim Tebow and Kaepernick? I mean, isn't isn't that, you know, why would, if Tebow gets, gets a contract, things are good there, but they they publish what they want people to hear. So they don't want to talk about that, so they really push Kaepernick. And that's the same with, with that media side of it. And that's the same with fake paper or whatever, or a, you just create this out of the wind and say, okay, well, we're going to dump $10 billion on the market in silver. Okay, well, that wasn't physical silver. That was paper. But it, but that's what the cause and effect is, right? And so that's that's kind of the factor of what our first story was, was about is that cause and effect. What's really true? And so so we kind of were out here good versus evil, what's really true? And we're trying to, you know, digest all this stuff going out, all the clutter that's there. And, and that's one thing about your program, Sam, that's a great thing. Uh, you and Kurt are pushing for good truth, and, and hopefully people can recognize that. But that's what's happening in our world. It's just, the, you know, the good versus evil and the, and what's, what's good and what, is, what isn't, trying to, to, you know, identify it. <clears throat> So you got to ask yourself, you know, the reset is coming, right? Yeah. The reset is coming, ladies and gentlemen, and it'll wipe out just about everything you have as an individual. It'll be a condition of no debt, property rights will be gone, economic freedom will be gone, constitutional protections will be gone. It's a global takeover, ladies and gentlemen understand that quick pause question after the break on your radio have we realized the assault against our lives our liberties our faith to defeat this assault christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles which are simple no need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission. morallaw.org. All right, back at the live, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust had to fly. Got a bunch of work going on today. Thank you so much for joining us, though. Rust, coinandgift.com. If you want a buddy in the coin business, if you want somebody who will give you proper weights and measures, honest weights and measures, and real, Brian Rust is your man. Rust, coinandgift.com. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor you got a friend in the honest money business. How's that? Kirk Cosby's with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about so many different stories kind of all mixed together and i kind of mentioned right before the break this idea the reset is coming and will wipe out just about everything that we have as a condition of quote no debt property rights gone whoa economic freedom gone whoa constitutional protections gone this ladies and gentlemen is a global takeover and it kind of makes you ask the question what's a fair share kurt of what someone else has earned let me ask that again what's a fair share of what someone else has earned my response zero but it's interesting politicians love to talk about people paying their fair share but they're never really willing to define what a fair share really is but what is a fair share of what somebody else earns, Kurt? Well, you said it, Sam. I mean, if somebody else earned it, it's not yours, right? I know, but you want to be kind and gentle and care for your neighbor, don't you, Kurt? Uh, you mean enforce somebody to give something to their neighbor? Um, my problem with that whole thing is, Sam, it's, it's the term charity, you know, everybody wants to talk about uh, charity, but charity is not supposed to be forced. It's supposed to be one of those things that you participate in. Uh, well, if you would like to, not forced by your government to perform act, acts of charity. And that's uh, the way we see it these days. Uh, you know, the government says, hey, this group of people, uh, whether they're, I mean, you know, the Palestinians, where we give them money and uh, I think it's so amazing. I mean, you know, you got that whole Middle East thing just, you know, rare, raring to go with, like old, our old buddy Chuck Harder used to say, hey, man, they give everybody a big lighter and then they just, uh, you know, got all that gas and oil around them and they just expect there not to be problems there. But uh, 
Man, they, you know, I was amazed. And and then they tell everybody you got to flick your bick to celebrate. <laughs> That's right. I was amazed <laughs> to hear lately that apparently <laughs> the way that way this works, uh, we the beloved federal government gives money to the Palestinians, and then they they uh, tell their buddies that if they'll shoot off rockets and kill you know Jews and uh, you know anybody else uh, American. Uh, soldiers or whatever, then they'll give them a, a really cool pension. And so we're literally funding that with our federal dollars that we give to them, you know, to fund that terrorism. It's just incredible, isn't it? It's a little bit insane. Well, Kurt, <laughs> let me just ask you this. Um, I guess Ellen DeGeneres to end her talk show. Isn't that sad? Ellen's out. So that means I'll have to, you know, I guess just replay all those podcasts, um, you know, former ones, you know, when I'm missing Ellen DeGeneres, right? Oh, I mean, dude, it, I it could, means you need to archive them and play them back over and over and over. That's right. You know? You know, and and I think of all the times I've listened and watched Ellen DeGeneres, and I mean, I mean, it's just, well, never. Uh, so you know, it's going to be the same old thing for me. I'm going to miss her. Well, Biden like admits I, that his unemployment system time. pays people not to work, and so I don't. You know, I mean, you know, if you're not going to work, you might as well just watch Ellen. Kate. Well, great point. Yeah, maybe we could. Uh, do cruel and unusual punishment to the prisoners and force them to watch that, you know, kind of stuff, you know what I mean? But then uh, there'd probably be the Geneva Convention would say that's uh, evil to them, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. You know who Miles Taylor is, Sam? No. I didn't know either, but, uh, you know, uh, remember when you go to donaldjtrump.com slash desk like you mentioned earlier uh talking about our broadcast from yesterday um uh, this is what president trump wrote uh last evening about this guy says a guy named miles taylor who i have no idea who he is don't remember ever meeting him or having a conversation with uh gets more publicity pretending he was in the inner circle of our administration when he was definitely not some people refer to him as absolutely nothing. I hear he's on CNN and MSDNC all the time, but he had nothing to do with any of my decisions, and I wouldn't even know what he looks like. He's the guy who fraudulently wrote a make-believe book and statement to the failing New York Times calling himself anonymous. That's right, he, a uh, lowlife that I didn't know was anonymous. Now he's putting together a group of rhinos and losers who are coming out to protest President Trump despite our creating the greatest economy ever, getting us out of endless wars, rebuilding our great military, reducing taxes and regulations by historic levels, creating Space Force, appointing almost 300 judges and much, much more. He's a phony who will probably be sued over his fake book and fake anonymous editorial, which caused so much treasonous stir. 
Miles Taylor and his fellow Rhino losers like Tom Ridge, Christine Todd Whitman, and crazy Barbara Comstock voted for Biden, and now look what they have, a socialist regime with collapsing borders, massive tax and regulation hikes, unrest in the Middle East, and long gas lines. He's even giving us men sitting new records playing women's sports. What a disaster for our country it has been. I guess the president, uh, Donald J. Trump, is still at it, huh, Sam? And why do we need to uh, worry about this guy, Kurt? Well, uh, apparently, like Yahoo News got the headline from, it says, Miles Taylor thinks the Civil War beginning within the GOP is just beginning. I mean, like you say, I'd never even heard of him, but now he's some famous guy that they're going to Yeah, but you think he's right, Kurt? Well, I think there's a civil war, I guess you could say, going on in almost anything. And Wouldn't it be cool if the president would just say, hey, you know, I found out that, uh, you know, uh, back in uh, George Washington's day, he warned us about this whole spirit of party, so I uh, found out we pretty much ought to just get rid of the whole party thing. I mean, it'd be a great opportunity, and... Amen to that. Speaking of the Civil War going on in the Republican Party right now, which I do believe it exists. Again, parties are problems. But the Civil War has to do with, I guess, Liz Cheney. Mm -hmm. I got fired by House Republicans for her leadership post. She's out, Kurt. Yeah, and she's really upset, you know, because, uh, gee, you know, there. I mean, she's she's uh, the reason they give her a whole lot of coverage uh, is (laughs) she opposes uh, President Trump, Sam, and so then uh, they're gonna. The mainstream media is gonna talk to her like crazy. But uh, one guy said, "Well, she got elected in Wyoming, and as far as I know now, uh, she's got very little uh, support in Wyoming. I'd be really surprised if she got elected dog catcher back in Wyoming again. You know? Well, maybe but part of the problem is the people are disconnected and they don't system. really know any better, right?" Yeah, or if they use the voting system we used in the uh, last election, I mean, maybe she could... Oh, she'll win in a landslide. Sure. <laughs> and then if you bring up anything about that, then they'll just be like, hey, you're a whacked out, you're probably an insurrectionist. Good point. You know, I don't know why you... Speaking of insurrectionist stuff, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into this next hour in more detail, but the GOP wants the Democrats investigated over January 6th Capitol... Reconnaissance claims. So let me kind of explain the claim a little bit, Kurt. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk a little bit about what all that means or whatever. But here's what's happened. The Democrats um, have really tried to kind of manipulate the truth here. And what they said was, yes, this Capitol riot was led by Donald Trump as the great insurrectionist. He literally worked with people to make the uh, breach happen. It was a, 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 I'm trying to think of the right word. It was a whole act of insurrection. It was organized and planned and da-da-da. And they even go so far as to say that Republican representatives were in on the scandal and literally the day or two before led groups of insurrectionists through the Capitol to help them understand the layout of the building and to get kind of a a pre-casing the thing, you know, case the joint, pre-view of the Capitol and everything else. And so the Democrats said the Republicans led their um, insurrectionist cohorts on fact-finding, case-the-joint 
reconnaissance missions uh, a few days before the Capitol breach. And now the GOP is saying, whoa, wait a minute. We want the Democrats now investigated for the false claim over the January 6th Capitol reconnaissance claims because it's not true. We didn't do that. You think we're going to get to the bottom of it and get the truth, Kurt? Well, I don't, but uh, what do you think? You don't think we'll get to the bottom of it, or you don't think the truth? What, what are you saying? Well, I mean, uh, uh, we'll get to the truth, uh, Sam, but, you know, will will people be given the truth? Uh, you know, it seems to me. I like think they will. I, and, okay. and not because I want them to, but I think they'll be forced to tell the truth on this one. And, and the reason why is it's such an outrageous claim. The bar of proof would have to be so high. Because when did I, uh, maybe two days before, take you through the Capitol, Kurt, like I take all kinds of constituents and all kinds of groups of people, and that's what members of Congress do, school kids right on through to groups and stuff. When can, uh, you know, I do that versus you say that I colluded for an insurrectionist um, reconnaissance mission what i mean is the bar is so high because you can't just show that i took somebody through the capitol you have to show the bar is really high that i colluded with them that that they were the same people that i knew that they were it's kind of like the bar of fraud kind of a thing it the bar is so high and that's why i've kind of said they'll never let these vote fraud claims stick even if they're true because the bar of proving fraud is so high not only do you have to prove they went through the Capitol, then you have to prove that there was forethought. Then you have to prove that, you know, they led them through with this intention in mind. And I'm t- all I'm telling you is it'll never stick. It's an outrageous claim by the Democrats. It isn't true. And I believe they'll be forced to literally admit that it's not true. They probably won't admit that it's not true on the Republican side of things. But they'll, um, the mainstream press will have to say it's pretty much a discredited claim. I'm convinced of that. And I'll tell you why at the start of the next hour. It's the same thing why Ammon Bundy won, Kurt. Do you know why? Uh, God was on his side. Yes, for sure that's true. But what else? Uh, he found an honest light. A yes. Lot, uh, good light. Yes, inside honest whistleblowers called the halt to the deceptive dishonest con game of the FBI. That's what happened in Ammon's case, and that's what's happening here now. I'll prove it to you coming up in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. You can stay, right, Kurt? Yes, sir. Marvelous. We'll play this. uh, I'm telling you, we'll break this down just for you. Next hour, we'll also talk in detail about race. It's getting crazier than you can even imagine. For Sam and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushwood and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for May 13th in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our two of two. Our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country, and via the checks and balances, we can indeed restore our country. But y'all got to get involved for that to happen. All right, last hour I teased the topic. We'll drill in now. GOP wants the Democrats investigated 
over the January 6th Capitol reconnaissance claims. They claim that Republicans literally participated in the, in the insurrection by leading groups of insurrectionists through the Capitol in, on reconnaissance missions ahead of time to kind of case the joint before it all went down. The Republicans are saying that's a lie and we want to have accountability. I um, believe uh, that this lie will be discredited, not because I trust the Democrats or the media, but because I think they'll be forced to admit the truth. Now, let me give you an example. I didn't think that um, Ryan, or I'm sorry, Ammon Bundy uh, was going to go free. I mean, I knew he was innocent, right? But I didn't believe that he would really go free. And the reason that I didn't is because I just don't trust the courts. I just don't trust the system. I just don't trust the media. They're all criminals and dishonest. But what happened is I agree with Kurt Crosby last hour when Kurt said, hey, because God was on Ammon's side. I, I think there's truth to that without a doubt. However, I do believe that there were some whistleblowers that really called a halt to the con game. Okay, so it was whistleblowers that said, look, Ammon Bundy did nothing wrong. The government's lying when they claim they weren't pointing uh, sniper rifles at innocent unarmed citizens the government said they weren't but the whistleblower proved they were and they knew they were and they got caught lying all right so i believe whistleblowers nine times out of ten are the key to the exercise you know we've always heard when good men do nothing evil prospereth right well i believe there will be whistleblowers in this who will call a halt to the con game and i think i have enough evidence to prove it here it is ready christopher miller do you know who he is He's a former Pentagon official. I'm not aware of him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's what Christopher Miller says. I have reassessed. Former Pentagon official now says Trump may not have incited the riot. It seems clear that there was an organized assault element in place that was going to assault regardless of what Trump did or said. The former president did fulfill his constitutional duties in conjunction with the Capitol event. Yeah. All right. There you have it. Politico has the story. And it's a whistleblower that's now changed his testimony. So here's what happened. He said what he said, but after he realized he was going to have to testify under oath to the claims made, uh, he recanted. He said, whoa, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going down in testimony, tell, uh, you know, articulating the false narrative. I'm gonna... And so here's what happens. He's being drilled by a congressperson, and uh, the exchange is recorded, and we can hear it. Let's listen to it, and then we'll talk about it. Cameron? President Trump's speech, do you think anyone would have marched on the Capitol and tried to overrun the Capitol without the president's remarks? Uh, I know you've, you've answered this question several times, but I'd like you to answer it for the committee. I think I'd like to modify my original assessment. <laughs> Why based, am I not surprised based, about that? Based on, based on, as Chief Conte said, we are getting more information by the day, by the minute, about what happened. And uh, the highlight, your some other observations that were made. It's clear now that there were organized. There, were, although we're going to find out 
through the Department of Justice process and the law, uh, the legal system, it seems clear that there was some sort of conspiracy where there were organized assault elements that intended to assault the Capitol that day. So, so, did, so you, reclaiming my time, you, you, I'm, you, I'm you, just you, asking you, you the same question you've answered before. Uh, did, did the president's remarks incite members to march on the uh, people in the crowd to march on the Capitol or did they not? Well, he clearly uh, said, offered that they should march on the Capitol. So it goes without saying that his statement resulted in okay, that question. I'm, I'm that reclaiming I, my time. Let, let me just let answer. me just share with the committee what you have said before. These, this is your quote. This is your quote. Would anyone would anybody have marched on the Capitol and tried to overrun the Capitol without the president's speech? I think it's pretty much definitive that would not have happened. I think now your, I would say that that was not a in, in unitary factor at all. What's that? I would like to offer, I have reassessed, it's not the unitary factor at all. There was no, it seems clear there was an organized conspiracy with assault elements in, in your, place. In your written to testimony for today, this, this reclaiming my time again, for your written testimony for today, for today, this morning, you stated the following about the president's quote. I personally believe his comments encouraged the protesters that day. That's that was this morning. So, so this is a, this is a, this is a, a very recent reversal of your, of your testimony. Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Thank you for your, uh, your thoughts. I also want to highlight. No, wait a minute. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. You also said, and I quote, the question is, did he know he was enraging the people? That's a different matter. And I understand your reluctance to, to try to portray what was in the president's mind. But in, in multiple occasions, your testimony, both written and, and oral, you said that, you said, and again, without the president's speech, people would not have marched on the Capitol and tried to overrun the Capitol and that you wrote I, this morning, I personally believe his, his comments encouraged the president that day. So you There's understand how, how not believable uh, your, your, your new testimony, your new version of testimony that was apparently created between the time you wrote your testimony this morning and, and when you came before the committee today. There's a difference between marching the gentleman's on the time Capitol is expired. and assaulting the Capitol. You, you may answer that. Okay. There's a difference between marching on the Capitol and assaulting the Capitol. That's the de delineation I'm trying to make despite the partisan attack that I just was subjected to. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Look, this guy's basically saying, hey, in light of more information coming to the table, I am now convinced that there was a conspiracy of people who were going to attack the Capitol no matter what. That was their agenda. They were going forward with it no matter what the president said or did. All right. And he's basically saying, I changed my testimony in light of that. Now, the congressperson basically says, you know, you, you wrote your testimony this morning. He didn't write his testimony that morning. By the way, that's a lie, too. You write your testimony and you submit it in advance. Now he's coming up and saying, look, I have more information now. 
that I did not have before. I'm telling you there was a conspiracy, and really Trump didn't have much to do with it. And this is what I've been telling you since January the 6th or 7th when we came on the air. Trump did not do this. Trump did not say this. There were agent provocateurs who were going to pull this off no matter what. And you have this in his congressional testimony basically stating that's the facts. Now, the congressman doesn't like it uh, because he's saying, I want, I, want you to, I want to prove that you're not credible because you changed your testimony. Uh, but I think it actually makes him more credible to have the guts to take this guy on. It was a partisan attack. Why does he keep claiming his time and not letting him respond? Because he doesn't like the way that the response is going. If he were to say, yes, Trump did this, he'd let him talk all day. So the dishonest narrative is being exposed. This is a whistleblower now because this guy has inside knowledge. Christopher Miller says, hey, I have reassessed. Trump may not have assigned the riot. It seems clear there was an organized conspiracy and assault element in place that was going to assault regardless of what the president said. The former president fulfilled his constitutional duties in connection with the storming of the Capitol. Uh, there you have it, Kurt. And I believe that whistleblowers are going to call a halt to this dishonest narrative going on here. And it directly relates because if you say President Trump did this, and now you pretty much show that he did not, and evidence shows that he didn't, now you're going to have to come back and say, well, the reconnaissance part was a lie too. Because you don't have any evidence that Republicans uh, were literally leading people on reconnaissance missions as part of the insurrection ahead of January 6th. you got to be able to prove that. And what this, uh, in my opinion, Mr. Miller is doing is saying, hey, you know what, I thought this, so I said that, but you know what, now I'm reassessing. I've got more information and more evidence, and more evidence will come out. And if we can get two or three or four more whistleblowers uh, to start to lay down the real narrative on this thing, uh, their lies are done, Kurt. That's the prayer, that's the hope, and that seems to be the reality check now. But I said this from the very start. So there you have it, buddy. Your thoughts? Well, I think you've covered it very well, Sam. And uh, as you said, uh, you said it from the start. I mean, uh, uh, that's why I recommend folks um, listen to you, what you have to say. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me tell you why I said it at the very start, though. I don't want you to think that I think I'm all-knowing or that I have all the answers. Or, But remember, Kurt, right when this happened... We had personal friends that were literally there at the Capitol who brought their testimony on the radio that next day. Let's talk about that a little bit because it's not like Sam knows everything, but it is I trust the people that report live from the scene more than the press. That's why. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. seven years old. I'm sitting here in the corner having a time out until mom comes to talk to me. All I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. She'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like Mom's timeouts. And I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So the narrative uh, for the mainstream press has been debunked so many times now, it's not even funny. They lied and said insurrectionists beat up a police officer, literally killed him. Uh, he got beat up with a fire extinguisher and died. They used that in the testimony to impeach Trump in the House. That turned out to be a flat-out, bogus, complete lie. Uh, they said that all Trump supporters were the rioters. Now it turns out that all kinds of people with all kinds of strange agendas were the ones that were insurrectionists. Then they claimed, well, it was an assault. It was intentional. And then that Congress participated. Now that's being challenged. And Republicans are saying, let's investigate and get to the bottom of that lie. And now you have a, a man, Christopher Miller, and another man was with him. They both said that they used to think that Trump caused it. But now they're realizing there was a cabal, a conspiracy in place that was set to do this no matter what the president said. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, more and more and more evidence coming out. Now, it's not that Sam Bushman knew from the very start personally. It's not that I know everything. But remember, we had on multiple witnesses that were live at the Capitol. Larvita McFarclar was one of them. And she literally is black, so she you know, sees both sides from that regard. Uh, but she went there and she said, look, there were um, insurrectionists, but we saw them. And I'm telling you, they were with Antifa. They were with Black Lives Matter. Uh, then Victoria was there and testified on the radio that she literally got pushed into the Capitol. She didn't want to go in, per se, but she got you know pushed by the crowd in. And then she got arrested. And then she got taken and she told us how she got taken through the back door and back quarters and back steps. And then she got let go. And later the FBI contacted her to see who she knew or whatever else, but she was guilty of nothing. And then we had Steve, who testified on the radio, who was there at the Capitol as well. So we had three literal live witnesses on scene saying, it isn't as you were told, I'm telling you now. And that it was a peaceful Trump rally. Most people went home. Some people went to the Capitol. Most people were outside the Capitol and they were praying and, and um, you know, uh, milling around and being kind and appropriate and, and everything, and that only a few went into the Capitol, 
and that there were people there that they even tried to stop who were trying to commit acts of violence and everything else. And so when I heard from all those testimonies, personally, look, Victoria, Steve, Larvita, these three have no reason to lie to me on the radio. They were just there, and they reported what they saw and heard and did. And when I saw that, and then I saw the mainstream press literally saying, hey, you know what, all these people are, are, are beating up the cops, and it's crazy. But then I start to see, you know what, cops were involved. And then I start to see, um, <clears throat> well, the only person that got killed or shot was the government shooting. <clears throat> what a, uh, what do they call those that when you were in the military? You're a veteran. Uh, yeah, a veteran. I'm sorry. I don't know why the word slipped my mind. Um, when the cops shot a veteran, a female veteran. Now, I'm not saying the female veteran should have been going in through the window. I don't, But I don't know her reasoning because she's dead and we'll probably never find out. But I know this. Why is the only person that literally is dead related to this? Why is it that the government killed somebody else? It reminds me of Lavoie Finnicum and the Ammon Bundy situation. The only person dead is a victim, and the government, again, did the aggression uh, and was involved in the violence. Okay, and when you start to see all that narrative, you go, something's not right here. And then when they literally use that to then not have real accountability the reason that everybody was at the capitol that day remember what the reason was it wasn't to create an insurrection like you're told the reason they were there is because they wanted to encourage congress to open up an investigation into vote fraud well now they never did that what happened is in the dead of night they pass and move forward and ignore it but how come we never got to the real discussion and the real vote and the real about the vote fraud. You can say, well, Sam, they took the votes. Yeah, they took the votes in the dead of night in a panic situation. Like, oh, my gosh, we just about crushed, got crushed by insurrectionists. Our lives were in danger. We're going to stop this now. Trump, go away. Scram. Okay, But when you look at that, why are we taking these votes late at night like this? Why the rush? Why not just hold off for a few days, let the dust settle, and then re... Whenever you do things in a marsh a marched fashion, meaning you push it through. By golly, we're getting it done tonight. I don't care if it's two in the morning stuff. That's what got us the dishonest Federal Reserve, ladies and gentlemen, at Christmas time stuff. That's what, and so you start to see this pattern. All the witnesses that I have tells me that there were provocateurs there. The government, the media double down and say, oh, everybody was evil and they, this is all Trump. But then they literally rigged the election election fraud they shut down the real investigation they pass it in the dead of night they and then they start making claims that start coming back false oh man everybody beat up this cop and killed him with a fire extinguisher oh that wasn't true oh this oh that wasn't true oh man all the republicans were leading reconnaissance missions you're telling me that a congressman would literally lead a reconnaissance mission at the capitol and not be worried they'd get caught. I mean, how stupid do you think everybody is? So when you get this whole narrative, Kurt, you start to say, I just don't buy it. I'm just not believing it. That's not what my witnesses say happened. 
And remember, I've got a witness that was outside. I got a witness that was pushed inside the Capitol, not wanting to go in, but was inside the Capitol, but not by choice. She was arrested. She was questioned. She was released. And she testified on my radio program with me and Kurt. And Okay, why would this lady lie to us? Okay, now they claim that it was a massive insurrectionist, but do you realize they've only arrested uh, probably about 400 people and most of them have been let go? They only have literally 30 or 40 some odd trials even now, Kurt. And now we find out that it's a very unique group of people that were betrayed. So, for example, if you talk to Stuart Rhodes, who's with Oath Keepers, he's saying we're going to let you know the truth come out. I don't really know what's going on yet, but I know this. Our group didn't do this. Maybe a few people that claim affiliation with us did. And maybe a few people that even were affiliated at a lower level uh, did some of these things. But that wasn't our narrative. In fact, we have evidence showing that we are trying to work to keep the peace while this was happening. You begin to now we've got a witness from Stuart Rhodes and his organization that claims they were kind of, um, well, whatever the narrative is, he doesn't want to proclaim innocent or guilt on an individual until the trial happens. But what he's basically saying is, hey, you know what? We, we weren't doing that. And so you look at that whole thing and you go, What's going on around here? But lies about the Capitol, ladies and gentlemen, seem to be legion. And the mainstream press seems to be backing them and then being forced to recant over and over. So I trust the people that report live on this radio program, Kurt, that I don't believe have an ax to grind or don't have a, they don't have a motive to lie. And I basically trusted those people and looked around and went, man, if the mainstream press and government is that, the Democrats, et cetera, are that dead set against the president and pushing this narrative, and anybody who questions the narrative is an enemy and part of it, then I realized, hey, something's wrong here. Anyway, any, any thoughts, Kurt? Well, just imagine that the uh, mainstream media gets it wrong again, and yet... Uh, most people that heard those reports in the early days, Sam, will not hear the, what would you say, the correction, uh, simply because, you know, it's kind of the old-fashioned way. They put the main headline, the false one, the misleading thing on the front page and tout it over and over and over and over. And when they find out or when they're, you know, forced to, explain that it was wrong what they said and it was untrue then that will go back on page b60 or you know something like that and that's um, just the situation normal all fouled up program right yeah so the mainstream press says what took place on january 6th was undoubtedly a politically motivated riot it should not be controversial to regard it as a dangerous episode. See, that's the problem that I have with this. Is it, it, it gets to the situation where you've got false claims. Why would the media be lying? To summarize, the allegations by the mainstream press, our officer Brian Sicknick was murdered by pro-Trump Rioters at the Capitol who hit him on the head with a fire extinguisher. After which he was rushed to the hospital and put on life support. That was their narrative, and it turned out to be a complete, flat-out lie. Two, five people died at the hands of pro-Trump rioters. 
Three rioters went into the Capitol with intent of abducting members of Congress. Four reports show that rioters carried zip ties, which they intended to handcuff those they planned to kidnap. Five, the Capitol riot was an armed insurrection. That's a lie. Sipnik probably died of a stroke. Fire extinguisher was bogus. Wow. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Colonial Pipeline has returned to partial operations following a cyber attack that choked gas supplies for the eastern United States for days. In a statement, the pipeline operator said some markets served by Colonial Pipeline may experience or continue to experience intermittent service interruptions during the startup period. President Biden on Monday says he needs to talk with Russian President Putin before laying down blame. I'm going to have a conversation. I'm going to be meeting with President Putin, although there is evidence that the actor's ransomware is in Russia. They have some responsibility to deal with this. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine wants to pay Ohioans to get vaccinated. Starting next Wednesday, adults who have received at least one dose of the vaccine may enter a $1 million lottery every week for five weeks paid for by federal stimulus money. Those who are not vaccinated remain prey to this virus. Kids under 18 have a chance to win a four-year scholarship. USA Radio News. All right, is that a Q2 or a Q3? Dwayne's CPA went MIA. To keep his books and his sanity, he needs to find a replacement, ASAP. Hey, Johnny, have you ever heard of a fungible good? Indeed can help him hire the people he needs. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know. This is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure. It tastes so good. I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. The suspected Times Square shooter over the weekend has been apprehended in Florida. Tim Berg reports. The Times Square shooting suspect is in custody in Florida. NYPD Chief of Detectives James Essek explains 31-year-old Farrakhan Muhammad was arrested by U.S. Marshals in the northern part of the state. At a McDonald's parking lot in Stark, Florida, just outside of Jacksonville. Mr. Muhammad was with a female who we believe to be his girlfriend, and he was taken into custody without incident. Muhammad is accused of opening fire in Times Square last weekend. The shooting wounded two women and a four-year-old girl. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Farrakhan Muhammad tells WCJB in Gainesville, Florida, he doesn't even know what's going on. I don't know. I still don't know nothing of nothing. Christine Vergara, his girlfriend, was arrested with him. She lives in Jacksonville, Florida. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. So the lies from the mainstream press 
are really what's interesting to me. Uh, you got Brian Sitnik, who did not die from being beat up by protesters like they claim with a fire extinguisher. That was a lie. Three of the other four deaths were from natural causes. The only other person that died um, was Ashley Babbitt when she was unarmed and she was shot in the neck by a cop. So the police officer killed her and she was unarmed. The other three deaths, believe it or not, were all Trump or pro-Trump protesters. Kevin Greenstein died of a heart attack outside of the Capitol, mind you. Benjamin Phillips, 50 years old, the founder of a pro-Trump website called Trumparoo, who died of a stroke that day, and Roseanne Boyland, a pro-Trump supporter, who was inadvertently killed in a crush of rioters who were trying to push through a police line. The zip-tie man found them on the table and took them to prevent their use by the police. Prosecutors literally had to admit in court, ladies and gentlemen, that he did not take zip ties with him from home and he did not carry them into the Capitol. Yeah. There you have it. So the lies from the mainstream press are legion on this thing, ladies and gentlemen. Why? And sadly, several of those lies made it into the impeachment testimony. I think they need to overturn the impeachment of President Trump on these grounds of false testimony being uh, literally inserted into the decision-making of these bureaucrats and professional do-getters. All right, any final word on that one, Kurt? Well, it's just, um, you know, I remember, you remember the story a while back when the New York Times said, hey, we're going to quit lying to you, Um, you know, and... As our buddy old Jerry Hughes would always tell us, nothing is official until it's been denied, and they're going to keep lying, I think, and they continue to lie uh, so many times, and we find out so many times after the story's been told that, hey, the official line really wasn't true, don't we? Uh, There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But again, more and more evidence coming out. And I think whistleblowers are going to be very helpful in this as time uh, goes on. Were there insurrectionists? Yes. Was there a group of people that wanted to create a false flag or kind of a terrorist incident and make this backfire and not to be involved um, so that they didn't have to really deal with the real vote on the election fraud? That's what I believe the case to be. Now, what we should have done is said, hey, this is a horrible uh, event. We agree. But we should have taken a step back and had a real um, checking into the vote fraud discussion, too. When that got circumvented, it tells me personally, this is an opinion now to which I'm entitled. But when they didn't do the proper due diligence on the vote fraud discussion, which was the whole goal of everybody being there in the first place, when they circumvented that and passed it in the dead of night, that's what tells me that it was mission accomplished by the provocateurs. That is a fact that you cannot dissuades me from believing into where hey why didn't they just take a step back and and pass it on its own merits why do they do it in a rush in the middle of the night under a panic scenario that's never a wise move right all right planned parenthood now admits that margaret sanger was a racist planned parenthood finally has admitted and disavowed its founder margaret sanger for her horrific racist statements and agenda. 
Very interesting admission, Kurt. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, welcome to the party. We've been talking about that forever. Uh, and finally, they, uh, they're going to, you know, admit it. Um, you know, but uh, do you think they're going to change their ways, Sam? No, they're still just as murderous as they always were, Kurt. Yeah, good point. That's the way I see Right? It. I mean, it's sad, but I think that's the truth. They're not backing away from their murderous agendas. They're just saying, yeah, we have to admit she was a racist because the facts, again, are out there. Whistleblowers have documented the facts to the point, Kurt, where you can't deny that she's flat out a racist. Yep. Great point. So, anyway, I find that interesting. And I'm glad that we're getting more information on this. And I think more, the more we, the people, report on this, dig into this, focus on this, acknowledge this, the greater chance that we will start to have more truth. As more whistleblowers come, as good people stand up and shine the light of truth, evil, pro, evil uh, is frustrated and righteousness prospers. Evil is uh, vanquished. And that's exciting news. All right, Kurt, I don't know if you know, but a college journalist... White people use sidewalks in a racist way. Kenny Allen is the journalist that claims this. Kenny Allen is an, an opinion editor of Northwestern University's student newspaper. It's attacking white people for walking awkwardly on sidewalks and behaving in a racist manner on sidewalks. It's because of their internal racism, Kurt. That's what Canvas, our campus reform reported last week. Now, you probably don't even know how you're acting racist on sidewalks, do you, Kurt? Uh, I remember reading that article thinking... Uh, yeah, but you don't remember you know, how. I do just uh, just don't understand. I mean, I, I'm sure Kurt, that as I walk down the sidewalk, walking while white probably is that is correct call it right sam yes it's and, so systemic uh, you don't you can't even figure it out can you you're so inherently innately at the core right. racist right. where you don't even know what we're talking about do you good point yeah see how these people sure. see how these people just i mean it's just so dishonest that yep. you can never recover from it if you buy the lie but let me explain how you're racist when you're standing there kurt in the middle of the sidewalk talking to people which you do all the time right well, of course. Yeah. And you only talk to white people when you're standing in the middle of the sidewalk, too. Well, you got that? I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't talk to anybody else. I mean, just my kind Now, of when person. Kurt's in the middle of the sidewalk and a white person comes, Kurt will probably move over and let him pass. Well, yeah. I mean, they're part of the in guys. But if they're black while walking, my friend, and you're white while walking, <laughs> you will not move over. You'll make them step oh, of off the sidewalk into the dangerous street. And go around you, won't you, Kurt? Won't you? Of course. I mean, you know, that's just what I've See, been. This... I've been trained to do stuff. I don't mean to laugh at this, ladies and gentlemen, because if it were really true, then I do think it would be evil to say if it's a white person, I'm going to, you know, respect them and step aside, and if they're black, I'm going to just stand there and ignore them because they got to understand the pecking order here. Kind of a lie. But that's not true. When I walk down the sidewalk, Kurt, people are engaged in their conversation and they're distracted, and they rarely move for me either. Wait a minute. And I have to walk around them and step off the sidewalk and step back on it and stuff like that. Now, I don't think they hate me or anything. I mean, they might know that I'm blind, and they're probably doing that to blind people, but that's a side note. 
Um, no, what I'm saying is people just get distracted and involved in their lives. I don't think it's a systemic racism discussion. I have never thought in my mind in my entire life while standing on the sidewalk, look up, oh, that's a white person coming. I better get out of the way. Look up, that's a black person. Hey, make them dump into the street, man. Rip those guys. I've never thought that in my entire life, ever. <laughs> have you, Kurt? Oh, Be honest of now. Of course, Sam. In fact, I don't even know when I'm thinking it. Because uh, what oh, good happens point. is, you know, I mean, it's just. You're just so systemic just, uh, that you don't even back, realize. It's yeah, that's right. I mean, it's just there. I mean, I can't even. I don't even know how racist I am. I mean, it's just. Hey, it's just Cameron, me. he's our producer. Yeah. Cameron, do you literally sit in the middle of the sidewalk talking to people, and when someone is starting to come and you look up and see them, if they're black, you just stay there and just say, go around, a lower pecking order person? <laughs> or if they're white, you just simply get out of the way. Is that what you do? He says, no way, dude. Not, that's, I've never heard of this in my entire life. I think the idea oh. is insanely preposterous. Sam, it's a if I'm engaged snafu. in my conversation and unaware, I might not have moved for somebody. I'll admit to that because I'm human and I get busy doing what I'm doing and I don't realize sometimes like I should what's around me. I know that. People do that at doorways all the time, too. It's one of my big pet peeves. Why is everybody gathering around a doorway and blocking the doorway and standing there? Uh, they do that all the time, coming in and out of church, they do coming it in and out purpose. of this or that building. They do right? it just And they don't get out of the way. Well, they're right. woke, they Sam. These are woke people. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, they're woke, uh, and you're unwoke, you know, I mean, you're just not, uh, I'm just a there, systemic so, and yeah. nothing That's I can right. do about it there. Yeah, yeah. So in, in my opinion, it's insane. Now here's the next story, Kurt. I don't know if you know who Caleb yeah. Kennedy is, but he's one of the singers on American Idol. Oh, okay. He's quite that's good. That's a TV show, I think, isn't it? Well, American Idol is a TV show. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Caleb Kennedy uh, is like a country singer on there. He's like 16 years old, and he's doing incredible. Well, he just got kicked off American Idol, Kurt. No longer can compete. Is he white? Well, he's no longer in the running. Yes, he's white. He's no longer in the running to become the next American Idol. After a video surfaced online in which the contestant is seated next to somebody that looks like they're wearing a KKK. Ooh. Hood. We'll talk about it on your radio. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? 
Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby on your radio. So Caleb Kennedy, one of the top five American Idol contestants, he leaves the show after they say he was caught in a video where he was sitting next to a guy wearing a KKK hood. So here's what's interesting. He wasn't wearing the hood. And they don't really know if it's a KKK hood or not. They just say it looks like one. So he says there are no excuses to use this type of language ever. I want to apologize, sincerely apologize for using the word. I don't know if he said the N-word or what. <clears throat> I guess it showed him sitting on so- alongside someone who appeared to be wearing a hood similar to one wearing or one worn by a member of a white supremacy group. But I don't like this. Okay. Now, I don't know all the details. He says, I want to say sorry. So he melts down and apologizes. Now, I don't think that he should have apologized. He was 12 years old, ladies and gentlemen, when this occurred. He's only 16 years old now, just so you know. And he was inspired by a movie that he saw. And I don't know what he was thinking. But it has the word bow written on screen. Or bow? B-O-W. Is that bow, Kurt? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it could be bow. It could be, I mean, uh, let's say you use that new uh, spelling and the new pronunciation, Sam. I mean, that could be... uh, well, almost anything. I mean, you know, two plus two is seven. I don't know. It's just they call it a racially insensitive video. Yeah. Well, now, did you see what his mom or his uh, mom had to say about it? Sure. Go ahead. Well, his and by the way, uh, Caleb Kennedy. I'm thinking uh, now. Caleb's with a C, but I mean, imagine if his name was with a K, and imagine if his middle name started with a K. He would be. KKK, right? I mean, ooh, whoa, ooh, then he really. His parents are racist too. What does mom have to say? According to his Fox, the Fox News piece about it, his mother has spoken out about his departure. She said, "Quote: 
I hate that this has happened to and how Caleb is being portrayed by people online. She told uh, MSN, um, this video was taken after Caleb had watched the movie The Strangers Pray at Night, P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y, and they were imitating those characters. It had nothing to do with the the Ku Klux Klan, but I know that's how it looks. Caleb doesn't have a racist bone in his body. He loves everyone and has friends of all races. But let me tell you right See, now, but, his career is absolutely ruined. He's completely well, yeah. shut down, and now he's apologizing, Kurt. We'll see, and she doesn't even understand how racist he is. I mean, he's a white guy, so then he's a racist. Well, it's generationally racist. systemic, my friend. Yeah, and she, that's how you know for sure that they are, right? I mean, it's just yes. It's now, let me nuts. kind of explain further my opinion on this. Crazy. And here's the problem that I have in our society, Kurt. I don't believe that this was a racist attempt by Caleb at all. He was 12 years old. He was imitating a movie. It's, it, it's not as it, we, we are led to believe. But here's what I have a problem with. How the video surfaced, I don't know. Why the video was taken at such a young age and put on social media in the first place, that's a whole other question that you parents need to really think about. But I don't believe it was a racist agenda at all in the first place. I think it was kids uh, not really understanding the repercussions, uh, mimicking a movie. And I don't think that you should ruin Caleb's life and call him a racist at all. But that's what they do. Here's what I have a problem with. The judge, jury, and execution on this thing was so swift, so extreme, so definitive, Kurt, that you, meaning Caleb, will never, ever, ever be able to recover. The damage has been done to where he missed out on American Idol and the, and the finalities there. Uh, the, joy, the, the thing is he'll be uh, fighting this because now that the, the original story goes viral and be so popular, the recants or the updates or the corrections about what his mom said in the reality comes a day late and a dollar short and way too a little of a whatever it is in the first place, even if they say, well, it wasn't true or whatever else. But at the end of the day, here's the problem. Caleb is now apologizing. <clears throat> But here's my problem. Not only is judge, jury, and execution so quick in the court of public opinion, dishonestly so, but here's the problem. There is another contestant who is promoting their um, gay agenda or whatever, and they've had many American Idol contestants that promote that they're gay, and why should they hide behind you know, who they love or, or not let people know, and so they promote this agenda. Now, I don't support the gay and lesbian lifestyle. I don't support the transgender lifestyle, and I don't support the racist lifestyle. But is it okay for American Idol to promote the gay and lesbian bisexual agenda as a rock star hero? Yes, you should come out. We should use this show to help you do it and help you promote it as normal and safe and responsible and uh, legitimate. And in fact, it's a role model to follow. But yet the racist is somebody to be shunned and shut down and ridiculed and mocked and literally destroyed at 16 years old. Here's my opinion. If I was caught involved with a racist of some kind, I would never apologize, Kurt. And the reason that I would not apologize is because I have nothing to apologize for. I am not a racist. I maybe have, have, like everybody else in life, been guilty of jokes here or there about all kinds of things, 
race being one of them, disabilities and blindness being another one of them. We're all guilty of these mistakes, but it doesn't mean we're racist or that we're systemic or that we mean harm at all. Growing up, I had a black friend that called me the N-word all the time. And I would use the word back to him because I didn't realize what a hurtful and evil word that it was. I wouldn't say it now. But I, but I am, okay, but that does not mean that I'm a racist, and that does not mean that I can never change or repent or grow into knowledge about uh, behavior, okay? We need to accept change and repentance and understanding by people, and we need to give people a little bit of credence. But why in our society is the racist guy, the evil guy, but the transgender who is lying about his gender, say a Bruce Jenner, for instance, who's literally went through, uh, what do you want to call it? <clears throat> I don't know what you call it, sexual body manipulation surgery? I'd call it a metamorphosis. Uh, okay. Sam. But a surgical metamorphosis, okay, and lying about gender, that's okay. Okay, mm. now I don't get how we promote the gay and lesbian lifestyle. That's fine. But if you're a racist, that's not fine. And here's my response, Kurt. I'm going to be mm -hmm. kind to the racist. I'm going to be kind to the transgender person. I'm going to uh, literally articulate why I disagree with them. I'm going to be kind in doing so. And if they were my neighbors, I would treat them with kindness. If the lesbian came over and wanted a cup of sugar, I'd give her one. If the transgender Bruce Jenner came over and it's a chick uh, now, um, but it's really a dude, you know, I would be kind and give him some sugar. Mm -hmm. I would help them jumpstart their car. I would do whatever. If I see them somewhere, I would hold the door for any of them. I'd be polite and appropriate. But what if I got seen with a racist or seen with a, why is one fine and the other just not fine? And let me ask you this. Would Jesus be seen with a racist? He was seen with a publican back in the day, a tax man, mm -hmm. which was really abhorrent then, just like it is now. <laughs> uh, but would, would Jesus be seen with a racist or a transgender person? And my response is I will accept the good that the racist has. And I will accept that the good that the transgender has, they're both sons and daughters of God, and I'd be kind to them. But I would also use my influence to try to talk the racist person or influence the racist person to be less or not racist. I would encourage the transgender person to go back to their appropriate God-ordained gender. And if I'm seen with these people, understand that I'm there because I'm a kind, respectful person, and I'm willing to influence people for good and accept the good in people, and when they have flaws, I'm willing to be kind and try to influence them for good, as I believe my leader, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, would do. And so I would not apologize for being a kid and making mistakes. And I would not apologize for my involvement with any of these individuals we're talking about. But it's interesting to me how swift and just the judge, jury, and execution of the public forums are uh, and these corporations and how dishonest they are about it's okay to be gay and lesbian. That's actually promoted as the lifestyle of choice. But if you're a racist, you don't even have the right to, to exist. Why can the gay person promote their gayness and win American Idol, just for instance, or contend no problem, no harm, no foul, no question. But the person who is a racist, if they indeed really even are, so that's the other issue, um, can't even exist. They're just gone. No questions asked, gone. I reject both dishonest double standard narratives, and I would say that if I'm seen with anybody, I will not apologize. I will say I'm influencing them for good, like I intend to, and I'm being kind, like I think the rest of us need to learn to become. So now there's my defense of Caleb Kennedy, Kurt. Well, it it uh, it 
it figures you would defend that guy. I mean, Sam, I mean, you're just, uh, you know, all the way racist. I mean, you can tell by looking at you for sure, huh, Sam? Would you apologize, though, Kurt? Uh, no, if you were seen with a racist, it doesn't or if you were help. seen with I a... mean, uh, I've never seen anybody that get gets anywhere by doing it. They ought to be pointing out the fact that it's just a insanity to even say the stuff they're saying. But you know, I know it. in in this world these days, you think that you're going to get far ahead by apologizing. You know, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Hey, Kurt, Sam, would you but... sell honey to a gay person? Yeah, I've done that, Sam. Uh, How about a transgender? Fact, uh, well, I shouldn't have, I know. But, uh, you know, I just didn't understand how, you know, my my real self should have come out. But I'll give you one thing to ch excite you at the end of the hour, Sam. The headline from World That Daily says, Woman thought she was having seven babies. May have broken world record when she delivered Nine, Amanda Thomason, the Western Journal's got the piece and uh, World Net Daily bringing it forward. Ladies from Mali, she was the mother of one last year. Uh, now she's the mother to ten. And uh, they say maybe the new world record holder. Uh, you know, I didn't even know they kept records on stuff like that. But anyway, it's a C-section. Uh, the Malian government helped pay for her to go to a private clinic in Morocco where she could get better care. Um, they uh, say she uh, was about 25 weeks pregnant and uh, did their best to get her as far along as they could, but the babies are all doing well. 30 weeks she gave birth by C-section to four boys and five girls, each one weighing about 1.1 to 2.2 pounds. And uh, anyway, you talk about... a. Instant family, Sam. Oh, Boof. Are they all wow. white babies? No, these are black ones, Sam. So these are, uh, oh, you know, I mean, these are privileged children. By the way, let me tell you what I will say to this black family. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. What a, I mean, it will be Amen overwhelming and intense, that's for sure. But what a mm -hmm. blessing from Almighty God that is. Amen. See how racist I am? Uh, the last question that I would say, though, is this, Kurt. Would you sell honey to a racist? Yes, I would. Whoa. I want to sweep the world one person at a time. We follow the Prince of Peace, ladies and gentlemen. It is that simple. God save the Republic.